The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game time is last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. The chat is booming early. Aaron's asking, do we trust the Bucks again? Nick's team total. Magic first half repeat against the Bulls. Find out on this episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Yes, sir. We are back with another episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. There we go. Whoa. No? Yes? There we go. <laughs> Man, I love being on top of villainy. And we cashed last night, Scott. I don't think Scott realizes, but we went toe-to-toe with Sean and Ryan, head-to-head in that game versus the Bengals, the Ravens versus the Bengals, and we came out on top. Shout-out to the Ravens. It was never in doubt. It actually went exactly how we said it would, despite a couple of injuries here, there, whatever. doesn't matter. Listen to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Make sure you check out NFL Gambling Podcast. We will be doing that next after this, breaking down the afternoon games on Sunday. And here I have my co-host, Scott Studio Show. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Looking forward to the tournament games today. Kinda. I'm just happy for games, so we'll see how these, I think it's 11 games on the slate look. Uh, So it's coming down to the final stages of the group stage. I think there's two games left for each team, so hopefully those end up being entertaining. As for the news from yesterday, we'll save the NFL stuff for the NFL show, but I know both of us did a very good job with that Ravens game. As for the games yesterday, I don't want to get into a full rant because we do have 11 games to talk about. But I was so right about Clay Thompson. <laughs> I was so right about Clay Thompson. I, I was one of the first people that was on the Clay Thompson is washed bandwagon. And uh, yeah, it was about a year ago or so. I made a tweet basically saying I think he's the most overrated player in the league. And then he went one for 10 yesterday and Warriors fans can't stand him anymore. So yeah, uh, don't really have much more to add there. Clay's made several comments this season acknowledging that he's not been very good. And he demanded that he would get better. And then the two games after those quotes, he got ejected after two minutes, and he went one for ten last night from the floor. So Clay is not exactly cutting anymore, and he's not the player he used to be. I knew that already. But then again, of course, it is kind of uh, it's kind of bittersweet when you're acknowledging that you were right about a player who's not the guy he used to be. On the other hand, you recognize how entertaining Clay used to be. And you realize that his time as an elite player is well, you know, over at this point. 
So yeah, it does feel good to be right, but it also is kind of sad to see Clay. I was about to say this is a very sad story, Scott. <laughs> I was gonna say it is. It is a bit sad to see Clay go out this way because it's been, it's been rough, man. It's been really, really bad. But yeah, the thing is, I'll end it this way to kind of circle it back. When I say things about players that might seem outlandish, it, it is usually calculated. I saw a lot of dangerous, I'd say, bad basket, dangerously bad basketball. Uh, from Clay about a year or two ago, and I thought the writing was on the wall. It was calculated. I'll put it that way. I'm not surprised this is how Clay turned out. Yeah, no, no. Shout out to you. You were one of the first people that I've seen that just straight up gave up on Clay Thompson. And yeah. consistently, you've, you've hit the mark. So shout out to you on that. Let's go ahead and get into an 11 game in-season tournament slate it is the in-season tournament so we have to remind everyone that these games do count towards the in-season tournament and we should be handicapping them differently i guess that's what people are supposed to tell you that this is the tournament games they should be handed they're the same games man like <laughs> this is the same games i'm handicapping these the same as i do any other game i i would like to maybe when we get to vegas something changes but here group play I'm not handicapping this any differently, guys. So, first game up on the slate. Let's kick things off with the Milwaukee Bucks, the aforementioned Milwaukee Bucks on the road, going to play the Charlotte Hornets. Bucks are opened up minus four and a half. They are now laying minus seven and a half. Two thirty-eight and a half is the total. Let's see, injury report for these two teams. We have Giannis, who is questionable with injury management. I could have sworn I saw Giannis was out. Did you see that, Scott? I thought I saw Giannis uh, was out somewhere. I know he missed the last game. I assumed he was going to play in this one. Mm, maybe that's what it was. I thought I saw He's out He's questionable, so we'll see. But I thought yeah. it was just a classic load management spot last game, and they won uh -huh. anyway. So I thought he'd potentially be back. But then again, we have seen the Bucks be careful with Giannis in years past. So it wouldn't yeah. totally shock me if he didn't play. Okay. All right. Uh, Marjan Beauchamp is questionable with an ankle injury. Chris Livingston is out. Jay Crowder is out. For the Charlotte Hornets, whew, this is a brutal one. I thought I saw the outdos come out on him, too. Maybe I'm just tripping. Gordon Hayward is questionable with a hamstring injury. Brandon Miller is questionable with an ankle injury. Terry Rozier is out. We have, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, I think it just, I have to. It can't just be it. There's one piece of breaking news with the Hornets roster. Oh, is it? Did I miss it? What? Isn't this Miles Bridges' first game? Oh, <laughs> it is. Holy crap. Is it really? Yeah. You said he's, yeah. he's going to play today. I don't, I don't yeah, know how long he's going to play game. for, but he's going to be on the court. All right. I mean, so. There's a lot of things that I have to cover here, Scott. First off, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks for getting a cover. Yay. That was an, that was an ass Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Woo. Yeah, it was. They really beat the ass. Woo. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Woo. Yay. I hope everybody was like clapping in their car or wherever you're listening to this. All right. So they did get a cover. They are now two and nine ATS on the season. The thing that I dug out about this game, and I remember because I bet the Bucks in this game so many times, it has hurt me so many times. But the last 10 games, since 2020, last 10 games in this series, they're 5-5. Five and five. Okay. Read up. 
straight up five and five. I think Giannis had a couple of triple doubles in these games. I think and, like there's a couple of there is a couple of games that Giannis missed, but there's like some really big Giannis games in here, and they're five and five. Think about where this Hornets team has been since 2020. These two teams are five and five in this series in those last ten games. This Hornets team just gives them problems, man. And now we have a Bucks team that doesn't play defense. I mean, if we get Gordon Hayward in the lineup, we have to be talking about a Charlotte Moneyline play here. So when you say if we get Gordon Hayward, how much wishful thinking do you think that actually is? I think it's a lot of wishful thinking. And because hamstring injury, you know, normally takes time. I don't. Like, even a limited Gordon Hayward kind of really doesn't help us here. Like, I'd, I'd like to see Gordon Hayward actually being able to run the offense. And so it, it does make me feel a little bit less confident about a money line play. But I just – there's no way I was taking the Bucks regardless of who they were playing. And now you get a Charlotte Hornets team that actually gives them problems, like, consistently. Again, five and five straight up with the Bucks being – Near the top of the league in the past three years, and the Hornets being near the bottom of the league, they're five and five straight up in the last 10 games. Like, they give this team problems. I've, this is too many points. I think the one problem that I have with trying to predict this game for the Bucs with the injury report is something that Luis mentioned, which is the Bucs facing off against the Mavericks tomorrow. So, I don't know which game Giannis is not going to play in. He's not going to play in both, I'll tell you that much. So, I'm not sure which game he's going to play in. I do think that Charlotte is one of the worst teams in the entire league. I think they're awful. So based on the fact they might be missing some extra guys, Bridges hasn't played in over a year. So we'll see how he looks in his first game. Whether you think he should be playing or not, it's irrelevant. Charlotte thinks he should be playing, so he's going to be playing. Uh, but Brandon Miller might not play. Hayward might not play. Rozier's still out. This team sucks. I mean, this team is really bad. The Bucks did win and cover handily without Giannis. So I know they're capable of getting the job done if Giannis is not in the lineup. I think I'm going to lean to Milwaukee. I don't feel great about it because, once again, I don't know who's going to play for Milwaukee or not. So the injury report is definitely worth waiting and seeing about. But I think I'm going to lean to Milwaukee because I really think Charlotte's that bad. And I do think if Hayward, we talk about it for a couple of games every single year. When Hayward is out, the Hornets are fade material automatically and Hayward might not play. So, once again, I'm not going to advise anybody to bet this game right now because with Giannis being questionable and with Charlotte's injury situation, you might want to wait it out. But as of right now, I'll lean to Milwaukee. Uh, I, I said I'm not going to bet it now, so I'm going to yeah, wait it out. I can't. I, I think we should actually. I think we should actually bet Charlotte here. Like it's just too many times that I'm on the if wrong. If I was going to bet Charlotte, I'd bet the team total. But I do think Charlotte could give up like 130 or 140, and I don't want to bother. But I can see Charlotte going over the team total and still getting their ass kicked. I can see that potentially happening. So I like the over in the game. Yeah, I'm all over the over as well. I just, I don't know, man. I I don't know, man. I've seen this spot too many times. I've seen this spot too many times. So hopefully it goes my way because I think I'm actually going to have a, a Hornets money line play here. I really do. They, they five and five against the best team in the league, and you're consistently bad is actually like very, very telling. Like very through multiple coaches, very, very telling. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Before we get, well, you got a player prop before we move out here. I mean, it's tricky. I was going to play for each team, so you can speculate and say, well, Lillard assists is worth a look or something like that. But I don't know if Giannis is going to play or not, so I can't really give out a player prop if all the minutes might fluctuate depending on the 
injury report we're going to find out for certain in what, like six hours? Like, I, I, I can't really give you much for this game because there's injuries on both sides. Yeah, I will just go ahead and call my shot on. You want LaMelo uh, automatically because you're picking the yeah. ones to keep it close? Yeah, LaMelo. LaMelo assists. A lot of points. Expect to see the assists going, I think. And uh, Chris Middleton assists. He's, he's kind of been up there and helping facilitate that offense. It kind of seems like Dave isn't helping run the offense, and it's either Giannis or Chris Middleton bringing the ball up the court, trying to initiate things. And so I'll take a Middleton and ball assist for now. Probably have if some Giannis points. doesn't play, I'll take Portis double-double. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. All right. And I'll back Mark Williams, too, especially if Giannis doesn't play. I'll back Mark Williams, too. All right. Let's see here. Before we get to the next game of Slate, got to talk to you about Bet365. Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook trusted by over 88 million players. Props, sides, totals, live betting, same game parlays. Early payouts. You get early payouts. If your team goes up big, they will pay out your money line bet early. I'm definitely making sure I'm getting down on the Hornets money line on bet three, six, five, because I believe in the NBA it's what is it? Is it 17? Let me see. What's that early payout for the NBA? I think it's 17. Yeah. 17 plus. Yeah. 17 plus points. It's the same thing in the NBA. 17 plus points. Hornets. What go up 17 and I don't have to worry about some heroic bucks comeback. Thank you. Plus two forty. Make sure you tap into Bet365 and sign up today and choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 no-sweat bet or a bet $5. Get 150 in bonus bets. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. From gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you are tapping into them. Pick them scorchers. Get you a nice spicy payout, and they you can keep in track with all your favorite fantasy players and play them in the contest with the higher or lower on their fantasy stats. So you can do college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, all of that. Underdog pick them. LaMelo Ball, higher nine assists. I believe that's where the line is at. Let me make sure that I have that right. Now, I don't want anything with Giannis because we don't even know Giannis is going to play. Nine and a half. There it goes. LaMelo Ball higher. Nine and a half assists. I think he's going to go and get a double-double today, especially all that offense he's going to be initiating at. And the Bucks' defense sucks. I can remember that. Their defense sucks. So LaMelo Ball, that's a play that I think you can add to your pick them today. We may be talking about that again at the end of the show. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, Scott. Next game on the slate. We have my New York Knicks going up against the Washington Wizards. Knicks you got to rephrase lanes. that. You're surging, New York Knicks. Uh, I wouldn't They've say been good. surging. They've been pretty good for the last couple weeks. I wouldn't say surging. Nice win against Atlanta, though. They always beat Atlanta, yeah. but that game was fun. Yeah, they always beat Atlanta. What's surging? Like, you're, you're six and five. That's not surging. Well, I'm saying you had, you had a pretty tough start to the year. It's been a good week. Mm-hmm. They suck. All right. <laughs> Bet365 has this at a seven. Make sure you get it, Bet365, because I'm seeing seven and a halves out there. Two, minus two and a half is where it opened up at. 227 and a half is the total injury report here for these two teams. And we have RJ Barrett, questionable with that migraine that he's been dealing with. Quentin Grimes is questionable with the wrist injury. And for the Washington Wizards, pretty healthy. DeLon Wright, only thing that is up there, he's on IR. All right, Scott, 
some valuable piece of intel here for you. You know how we roast the Knicks at home and how terrible they are at home. And it's because they have an unreal home court. Like, that's just not fair. Like, come on, it's really not fair. Everybody puts up their best games in Madison Square Garden when they think they're Jordan. However, since Tibbs joined the Knicks 2020, they are 25 and 12 ATS as a road favorite, 67.6%. Road team has covered the last five games in this series. What are you doing here, Knicks versus Wizards? And the line short as hell. I was shocked the Knicks opened up at like six and a half or seven. I thought they'd open up a lot higher. Knicks, I said before, are in good form. I know you can potentially dismiss it long term, but as of right now, they've played better basketball, mostly because of Randall, who finally started hitting some shots. He wasn't going to start shooting, but at least the shots are going in now. So stats look overall just better. But the Wizards are terrible. They're the worst team in the league as far as I'm concerned. So the point is you're looking at the worst team in the league who's been getting kind of buried regularly. They had that massive lead against Toronto. They choked it. Game after against Dallas, they no-showed. They were getting killed by 20. Dallas didn't basically use anybody for the entire fourth quarter, which made the game closer. The Knicks are not bad. Like I thought the Knicks would be a playoff team this year. I still think they are a playoff team. The Wizards are worse than any of us thought they were going to be. And I thought they were going to be really bad. And they're still managing to exceed my expectations for how bad I thought they were going to be. So <laughs> I think the Wizards are awful. Uh, the hand at 120, like it's nobody's business. And the Knicks offensively, I think, can do enough in this game to really just get whatever they want. I think Brunson's going to get all the mismatches he wants. Randall's been good. Mitchell Robinson was great in that Hawks game yesterday. I think he's in line for a good game, too, on the boards. Uh, I still have Hart, still have DiVincenzo. I just like the overall roster, even quickly off the bench. I don't know who's going to guard him for the Wizards. So I'm going to go with the Knicks because this team actually tries to play defense. The Wizards don't. Pool. It's even worse for Jordan Poole because he not only is a losing basketball player, but it's his <laughs> team, and he can't even shoot. He's been terrible offensively, too. He's given them absolutely nothing so far this season. I'm, I know Brunson's had good numbers against the Wizards in seasons past, so I think Brunson might be aligned for 30 tonight. He's going to be one of my pro- my props, but I got to go with the Knicks. They're in better form. You mentioned the Thibodeau spread angle. I like them anyway. Now I like him even more. Give me the Knicks minus seven. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, is it? This is a lock, Scott. <laughs> I can't believe it's lock. so short. I mean, the Knicks once again in good form. I thought would be laying at least eight and a half in this game. Uh, shall I play the drop? I think this is drop worthy. Yeah, this is drop worthy. Now, I do agree with that, what Renzo Brothers just said. I do think the Grizzlies is the worst team in the league without John Morant. Like, yeah, yeah, that, really, that's, really a key, that's a key qualifier, though. I mean, the entire season, I think yeah. Washington's the worst. Yeah, oh, entire Jock season. comes 100%. back, the Grizzlies are definitely better than the Wizards. Wizards are the so worst the, team Wizards, the Wizards got about one more month of not being the worst team in the league. <laughs> because yeah. literally, the day Jock comes back there, it's significantly better than the Wizards. Like, significantly better. It's so easy. We're taking the Knicks here. They, they, Washington has nothing for them. We may or may not get a pool slash uh, not Randall, but pool slash Kuzma game. I, I, I mean, this defense for the Knicks is one of the best in the league. This is like one of the largest disparities in defense and between two teams that I've seen this season thus far. Like, I, I, I don't know what to say. They, I don't think they have a shot. 
I really don't. I can't sit here and make up any type of reason why I think the Wizards are going to be even close in this game. And that's why the line continues to climb. Like, it's continuing to climb. Make sure you go to Bet365 and get get down on that seven now. I know I am. Uh, Knicks minus seven, that's a lot. We're also talking about the group stage and how these games matter. Why why would the Wizards care? Even won a damn tournament game. Why would you care? Yeah, I, I forgot to run back the tournament. Yeah, let me run back. The Just saying, like, like the group um, stage matters if your team's actually good enough to contend. The Wizards, they haven't won anything. Why would they even care if it was a tournament game or not? They're not getting yep. out of the group stage. Who cares? Both of these two t- games that we talked about, both in Group B, Milwaukee is currently one. Charlotte is one. Knicks are zero and one, and the Wizards are zero and two. With Miami, the top of the group at two and zero. Yeah, Wizards are 0-2. Like, it, it's over. <laughs> Why would they care? They're not going to try extra hard for the group. Oh, yeah. If they lose this game, they're out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm they, I sure. think mentally they might be out of it anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next game on the slate. Well, no, before we get to the next game on the slate, got to talk to you guys about game time. If you're looking to go to this game, I know for a fact there are seats on game time. Like, you're not even sweating. I know for a fact there are seats on game time. Do you want to see your team become the Harlem Globetrotters? Look when the Wizards are in town on game time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, it would be great. It, w- it would be a great thing. Even even if you want to go support your team in D.C., they'll look like they'll look like Showtime, Globetrotters, all put into one. So make sure you tap into the game time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Don't have to worry or stress about finding some guy outside the stadium selling tickets. And if you find, you know, somewhere that's selling you tickets at a cheaper price in the same section, same row for less, then Game Time will credit you 110% difference. You're making you're making your money back. So why not? Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code CFEX for $20 off game time. Download the game time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research everything from the NFL, NBA, MLB, soccer. And you have a revolutionary parlay optimizer tool where it's really, really cool, guys. Like, it will break down your parlay by each leg, and it'll tell you, like, hey, maybe you don't want to add this 16th leg to your parlay. That might be the one that does it. 15 might be okay, but that 16th one might be the one that does it. And they can give you an expected probability, and you can take everything and look at, hey, here's how I feel about these picks. It gives you the data behind your picks. Stop researching in the dark and join over 30,000 users using Hall of Fame Bets. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGP and get 50% off your first month and start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Next game on the slate, we have a clash in Group A of the in-season tournament. That is the Detroit Pistons on the road going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs opened up as a minus 9.5 point favorite. They are currently minus 9 over at Bet365. 220.5 is the total. Injury report for these two teams and for the Pistons, we have Jalen Dern, who is out for injury management. Marvin Bagley's questionable. And then the long list of IR folks, Joe Harris, Bojan, Monty Morris, Isaiah Livers. You all are used to that by this point. For the Cavs, you have Donovan Mitchell questionable, Darius Garland questionable, Isaac Okoro out, Ty Jerome out. Looking at their group standings, we have the Cavs 0-1, Detroit 0-2. Scott, what are you doing here? Are you laying a big number with the Cavs at home? 
it's tricky because you don't know if Garland and Esh or Mitchell are going to play. Now, Garland didn't play last game. I was willing to lay the nine and change against the Trailblazers because the Trailblazers suck, and the Cavs ended up covering. It wasn't easy, but they covered. Unfortunately, in that game, though, I had Jared Allen double-double, who finished one rebound short, which uh, was my potential sweep there, plus 185. So I'm not going to take Allen again. It's too annoying with him and Mobley together. But for the sake of this game... Detroit's a team that has a couple of interesting players, mostly mm-hmm. Kate and and you're looking at the team, and they can't win any games. Like They're just not very good offensively. It's just how it goes. They have no shooting on the roster. Not totally their fault because Bogdanovich got injured. Joe Harris got injured. They can't shoot. So I guess the question for this game is, do you want to lay nine with a Cavs team that's been pretty hit or miss without knowing for certain if Garland and Mitchell are going to play? I don't. I acknowledge Detroit's not very good, but the Cavs have a couple injuries to key pieces, and that's a bit too much for me to lay nine. Detroit, I think, is going to lose the game, but they're feisty. I think they'll hang in there. They'll probably lose. But give me Cleveland by, like, six. Yeah, I think – so the thing that really, like, works for Cleveland it's, is It's all just... part in the second half, but they were close in that game for most yeah. of it. I think it's the – like they're they're no longer the twin towers with Mobley and Allen in this game. Like there's a lot of a lot of height on the Detroit side of ball. Y'all almost got me, but a lot of height on the Detroit side of ball, especially with uh you know even during being out. If Bagley plays, you have Bagley still. You still have Stewart. You have Osar, who's a really good rebounder in this beginning part of the year, and so you kind of lose that edge factor of playing, you know, playing slow ball, forcing a defensive possession miss, and then getting the rebound and, and, you know, walking the ball up the court. I think this Pistons team can actually kind of run and with this with this Cavs team, and I think that they, they, they might just out-athleticize them, especially if you're missing one of Garland or Mitchell in this game. It's a lot. Monty, really good as a home dog. Like Monty as a dog, just overall in general. And I think he's starting to, you know, it, he started out hot with that Miami game and then it kind of cooled off. I think they're starting to kind of put a, a little bit something back together in Detroit here. Yeah, I'm I'm going Detroit plus nine. I think they lose too, but nine is way too many points for a cap scene. But like you said, that many injuries. And I just don't think they have the advantage that they've had in years past over this Detroit team. Yeah, the only reason why I took them laying nine or so on the road against Portland is because Portland is equally banged up and Mitchell was guaranteed to play. That, that's why I took Cleveland in that one, but that's not the case here. Do I think that Mitchell's going to play in this game? Probably, but until I know that for certain, I'm definitely not going to lay nine. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, 220 and a half is the total. Hmm. Look at what these two teams are doing on the season for the total. Both over teams, actually, believe it or not. Detroit eight and four, Cleveland six and five. Interesting that this total is going down. Yeah, Detroit four and two on the road, but Cleveland one and three at home. And I guess that's kind of. I'm an only under personally. Yeah, the injury news is a big piece of it, but. I really want to sell myself on a Detroit team total over. I think they do I think it. I'm going to find ways to do it. I, I can't. I, I dare you. Does that sell you enough? No, it doesn't. Okay. Nice try, That's though. I tried. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you did. It was a good try. It was a good try. No, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm with you. I'm just going to lean under, but something feels something feels off about that. I'm not betting that total. All right. 
Yeah, play props. Anything stick out before we go? Yeah, Another. Uh, Sar Thompson rebounds. I'll be on, uh, especially with Bagley being questionable and Duran still being banged up. I think it's a good spot for Thompson. They're going to need him to because against Mobley and Allen, they're going to they're going to need somebody to crash the glass. So I think that Thompson could be that guy. Uh, I know he's also off a career high, I think, in points. So if you want to take Thompson, have a big game. I definitely don't mind that. Besides that, I'm trying to think of what else I really want. I want to make a case for like Struce threes, but he's been mm-hmm. so hit or miss this season. I think I have to go with Vin- I have to go with Lavert. I'm not even a Lavert guy, but I have to at least acknowledge he's been good this year. And yeah. he might start if either Garland or Mitchell don't play. So I think Lavert points is probably worth a look. I am Victor Adam dropped in the chat. All star steals and blocks. Listen to the game log with all star steals and blocks over the past month. He's got. Two blocks, three steals in the last game. Two and two and zero. Well, it's block steals. So two and zero, three and one, one and zero, zero oh and four, four and four, one and zero, two oh zero and two. He's a future first team all defense guy. Potentially a defensive player of the year award winner. He's he's that good defensively. If you have not watched him play, he's really really good. What is this line at? There's no way. There's no way when I pull it up that this line is at one and a half for steals and blocks. There's uh, no way. Let me see. I'm trying. I'm I'm on Bet three six five trying to pull it up right now. No, I, I have a database that has all the props. Uh, I see it at two and a half. The over two and a half is plus one twenty. Yeah. Yep. Over there, Bet three six five, two and a half plus one twenty. I mean, I like it. I like it. I like it. He's Especially- over two and a half in five of the last ten, and it's plus one twenty. So there's definitely some value on that. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Good call out, Victor. Good call out. I like that. Yeah, I didn't even realize he was going that crazy with the steals. I knew he was good defensively. I didn't even look at the numbers. Yeah, he's and he's got 12 and 10 this season. Like, also, he's having a really good season for his rookie year. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he's not going to win it, but. If you're asking my order right now, it would be probably either. It would either be Cheddar or Sar first. I'd have Wemby in third. If I was, if I had to vote on myself, I, I mean, get a lot of media. I think it's a. But what's the? Can somebody find a line? Can somebody find a line on Asar Rookie of the Year? I I think that it really, really should be either Chet or or Asar, but I just don't think that the media is gonna not let Wimby win the award if he's close. I agree. But I think that a bet on Asar is a great sweat. I think that's a great sweat right now. All right. Let's move on. It has some good content in there. Let's move on. We had the Sacramento Kings on the road going to play the San Antonio Spurs. Kings laying eight and a half right now. 238 is the total. That's going up in some places to 239. There's one injury that Terrell cares about. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it literally affected my entire handicap of the game. So we have uh, four of the Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox is going to be playing in this game again. Trey Lyles is on IR. They just moved him over. Alex Lynn on IR. Not going to see them for a while. And you have for the San Antonio Spurs, Keldon Johnson is probable. Trey Jones is doubtful with a hamstring. And Devin Vassell has been ruled out last night. He will not be playing in this game with the adductor injury. I mean, take Sacramento minus eight and a half to the bank. That's how I feel. I I will point out that San Antonio has been a lot more competitive at home than on the road. This team sucks. 
This team's going to win like 20 games. They're all. <laughs> uh, the Kings this season, you might look at the record and say, well, they're underwhelming. A reminder, they've been really good with Fox. Fox has missed a couple games, and the record was a bit spotty. We saw them bury the Lakers uh, in the last game that they played. Shout out to them, by the way, first quarter, never in doubt. Uh, that was my lock for the show. But I do think the Kings are in line to just put up whatever they want offensively against this team. They're really good, and the Spurs can't guard anybody. So I think it's as simple as that. I think that you're going to see Fox have a good game. Herder got going last game. Ever since people called him out with the parlays, he's been very good. So that might have been the call out he needed. Uh, but I just think the Kings are too solid offensively, too many weapons, and the Spurs are really, really bad. I mean, we called the Thunder blowing them out last episode, and they yep. won by like 35. And we yep. weren't surprised at any point that that was the outcome of that game. The Spurs suck. They're a bottom four team in the league. Uh, just to close the loop on Osar, Nick Cottini. I always never, you know, I never asked him how to say his last name. I always just said Nick. Nick got it at 40 to 1 on Wednesday. Luis said he sees it at 25 to 1 right now. Wimby's minus. You can shop around, probably find a 35 somewhere, something like that, probably. Wimby's minus 350. Chet is plus plus three uh, plus 350. I'd Man, like to point one, out, I have a futures parlay when I was driving through Jersey a couple of weeks ago. I have Jokic MVP parlayed with Wemby Rookie of the Year. There's no way in hell Wemby should be minus 300. Like, I have money on it. It benefits me. That's a joke of a line that Wemby's minus 300. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, one injury, like, also, also really can can climb up the rankings. This is a fun bet to sweat. It, I really ha- have little faith in it winning, but this is a really fun bet to sweat because also is really good. All right. Back to what we're talking about. Yeah, we're pretty clear and obvious on this. We're taking the Kings minus eight and a half here. No if doubt. If I was to score 140, would you be shocked? No. 130? No. no. They probably will score 130 in this game. Yeah. All right. Clearly, we're both on the over. And yep. give me some give me some Keegan Murray. Give me some Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray is only good when De'Aaron Fox is in the lineup. He's not good enough to be good without him, but he's good enough to be good with them. Give me some Keegan Murray threes. I actually think I'll ladder his threes today. Uh, they they give him the ultimate green light behind the line from three. Darren Fox uh, is going to drive to the basket. He's going to get everybody else involved. I can see just a bunch of breakdown in this Spurs defense, and they give up a lot from the three-point line. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and take Keegan Murray over hit two and a half threes. I believe that's at minus 115. Let me go click on that and make sure I got the right line for that. All right, here we go. We have threes made for Keegan Murray. Oh, minus 155, I'm sorry. Minus 155 for two and a half, and then you can ladder them, and that's what I'll do. You get four at plus 160 and five at plus 340. What do you like, Scott? Anything in this one? Uh, I definitely like Sabonis in some capacity because he absolutely just sunned Anthony Davis earlier in the week. That was a destruction from start to finish. I don't think the triple-double is going to get there because Sabonis assist-wise has not been good against the Spurs in his career. But for points and rebounds, he's been very solid. In the two meetings last uh, season in 2023, actually they faced off like four times last year. In the last two meetings, 26-8, and 34-11. and 11. So I think Sabonis points and rebounds might be worth a look in this game. All right. Let's see here. Next game on the slate. Philadelphia 76ers on the road going to play the Atlanta Hawks. Slide open up at minus one Philly. 
it is currently minus one Philly still at bet three six five, but some shops are actually starting to make this a pick. Two thirty six is the total in this one. It's actually going up. I see some two thirty six and a halves out there. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the. By the way, Atlanta Nick Hawks. gave you an up. Nick gave you an update on uh, how to pronounce his last name, which I put on the screen. It's weird. My last name is actually pronounced. <laughs> Fuck Boston. I love it. I love it. It's French. <laughs> Fuck Boston. Fuck Boston. Fuck Boston. We're going to talk about Boston after this. All right. Atlanta on the road. I mean, well, Atlanta's at home, but injury report, they don't really have anything that anybody actually cares about. They're, as far as you're concerned, they're fully healthy. And for the 76ers, you have Joel B. listed as questionable with that hip. Nicholas Batum, personal reasons out for whatever that means to anybody. And Kelly Oubre Jr., you know, he got hit by that car. He's going to be out for a while. Again, really, really big loss there with Kelly Oubre not, not being with this team anymore. All yeah, right. It's a good thing we got the rim, the uh, ring cam footage. We really re, we uh, really all needed that, right? I think every – wait, they gave out a ring cam footage of what happened? Yeah, because people said that he was full of shit. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, the police said they were looking at the alleged – spot of the incident and they couldn't find anything so everyone was calling kelly Oubre a liar and what? then the tmz released the uh ring cam footage of Oubre walking into his own apartment so yeah that that happened a couple days ago minutes after he was hit by the car they released <laughs> oh man i'm sorry i'm watching this i don't know the details and whatever but Oubre definitely got injured i mean he wasn't faking any of those injuries but the whole thing was weird I think Ubre's people leaked the ring cam footage to TMZ because everyone was calling their client a liar. So I yeah. just think that it was probably leaked by his own people. I mean, he do look a little hurt here, but like, first of all, why is your what? How tall is Kelly Ubre? How tall? Is I want Kelly? to say he's like six, six, seven, six, eight. I, 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 the way, he like broke his ribs. That's a massive car. It's a yeah. massive car. No, so look, all right, Kelly Ubre is six seven why do you have this small bike you have a children's bike that little freaking bmx bike that he no you do not need to be on that bike at six seven the little bmx this is like a little bmx bike i'm prusty fit onto the bike at six seven <laughs> he doesn't that's why he got hit by a car why are you riding this <laughs> bmx bike in freaking philadelphia what is going? <laughs> Why does he have this BMX bike in in Philadelphia? All right, going back to the game. I'm sorry, I got distracted. I didn't know that there was a video footage. I thought it was actually of him getting hit by the car. So no, sorry it was just him walking into the into the apartment. No, I I think that I think that he needs another bike. I think he needs another bike. He should. He's too big for that BMX bike trying to be doing tricks and all that. I think he all should right. be Ubering. That's my that's my other stance. Can we just assume Joe and B's not playing in this game? I'm assuming that he won't, but it's a tournament game if you think that matters, and the Sixers are actually good. So I know it was mentioned before by Luis, but the Sixers have played a bunch of basketball recently. Uh, to go through the actual schedule, uh, Phillies played uh, – they're playing their sixth game today and since November 8th, so they played a lot of games. Two were against the Pacers, which were fast-paced teams, and there was a chance that Embiid's not going to play. I was shocked he played against Boston. I get there's a rivalry there but I was kind of surprised that he ended up playing against Boston. I thought that was an mm-hmm. easy sit spot. I think that was the second out of a back-to-back. So that's why I thought Embiid would not play. It wouldn't shock me if he sits. I'll put it that way. 
Atlanta's one and zero in the in season tournament thus far. Philly is one and one. Do you think Embiid plays? If you had to pick, I'm fifty fifty on it. I truly am. I think he. I wouldn't play him, but I. I mean, we've seen Joel Embiid in the past few seasons trying to make a point to show teams that I can play. Like I can play during a, an entire workload, so maybe he does go in and play, and maybe he's trying to get to the sixty-five game threshold. Uh, I really want to take Atlanta, but I don't have a reason to take Atlanta. Well, the reason you can make the argument is that Atlanta might be fatigued. I mean, uh, Philly might be fatigued playing that many games. I just have an issue with Atlanta because going into the season, I thought they'd win the division. That's not going to happen. Miami's actually been good, so it seems like I was wrong about Miami. But mm-hmm. Atlanta, I just thought, was a team that had the makings of a high 40s win team. Mm-hmm. And watching them play this season, I don't see it. I still think that DeJounte and Trey don't exactly work that well together. I have questions mm-hmm. about Capella, who I think has shown serious signs of age at this point in his career. Uh, but I think when I'm looking at this overall matchup, the question is, if Atlanta goes up-tempo, do I think Philly on potentially tired legs can handle it? I don't know. I'm going to lean to Atlanta at home. I think this line's pretty telling. I don't feel great about it, though. But this game has one possession late written all over it for me. I'll take the one. I think Atlanta might actually just play the competition. Like, look at their – they have two really good wins against the Timberwolves and the Bucks. Yeah, like, those the are two really good. Close. That was a murder. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the Bucks may not look as good now, but like it's still, you know, they they went on the road and put up 127 in a dominant win, and then you go back home and you take the best defense in the league and put up 127 on them. And they were down that, like 20 at half. That was a hell of a comeback in that game. Maybe they just get up for like the really really good teams because. It, all these other bottom feeders that they either lose to or almost lose to. <sighs> Who was I'll take the, Bull, I'll, the Bulls I'll take last year I'll take or the, the Bulls Hawks. two years ago? Didn't the Bulls do this? They used to just lose to all the bad teams and they would rise up against the good teams? Yeah. It Might was be one Bulls. of those. Yeah. Let's let's take the Hawks. Let's take the Hawks. I, I want you. Uh, it feels weird, but I think that's the right side to be on. All right. We're on the Hawks in this one. 236 and a half is total. I have to think that if the Hawks win, it's going to go over. I have to agree, but the question is, if Embiid does not play, how much does the total drop? Because you know your pace goes up if Embiid doesn't play. Yeah. I'm going to lean over in this game, but I am wondering if it's worth taking the 236 now or if you should wait. If you think Embiid's not going to play, total might drop like three, four points and you get a better number. It's not going to go up. I mean, how, how much higher is it going to go up? The total's Joe not going to go up, so that's yeah. why I... I'd rather yeah. wait it out. Just wait it out, but we're ultimately on the over. Player props, I mean, this is so easy for me. If Joe B doesn't play, this is Paul Reed season. Yep. This is a Paul Reed season game with Nick Nurse, who only plays five guys a night, and then anybody else may get like five to ten minutes, and that's it. I mean, if we're getting a full game of Paul Reed, he's going to give you a double-double easily. Like, easily. He's going to look really, really good in this game, especially with the high pace game. I like Clint Capella as well. He's not as cool. It's not as cool to talk about, but I like Clint Capella to do his Clint Capella things. I think I like Melton, who has stepped up mostly with Uber and Apply. I think he's Mm. in line for a good game. Is it nobody's birthday? What the hell? 
This is boring. I'm gonna go check. I, the I, you're the birthday calendar guy. I don't. I know. I'm, I'm checking the calendar. I'm sorry. Keep going. I interrupted. Yeah, but I think Melton's <laughs> in line for a pretty good game. I think Jalen Johnson's worth something. Trade double double is going to be an obvious choice for a lot of people. Uh, I think that he might be in line for that. But yeah, for the most part, Atlanta's a team that has the ball in Trey and DeJounte's hands all the time. So if you think Atlanta's going to score a bunch of points, you probably want Trey and or DeJounte props because they have the ball all the damn time with this team. No birthdays today. Okay. Tomorrow is Patrick Baldwin Jr.'s birthday. That doesn't mean anything. Forgot he was and still playing. Okay. Jalen Duran's birthday, but he plays today. He's also so, injured. So yeah, it doesn't doesn't really do anything there. Um on Sunday is Zach Collins' birthday, but he plays he has a back to back tomorrow. <laughs> so that doesn't do anything. Dang man, we can't get somebody playing on their birthday. Is Kenneth Farid still in the league? Oh, he's in the G League. Oh, really? Man. Yeah. He's just a fan of the game. Mm, Grady Dick's birthday is on Monday. I don't know if that means anything. It doesn't mean anything to me, but I'm sure it does to his parents. So happy, happy <laughs> early birthday. No, it doesn't mean anything. Nice that means nothing. It means absolutely nothing to me. I'm really pissed about this. Like, what? Where, when are we going to get a fun birthday game? This has been forever. Ch- Chiozo is still in the league. He's probably in the Warriors G League, I would think. Probably. November 22nd is the next time. Brandon Miller. November 22nd. Okay. November 22nd. Uh, Brandon- oh, Brandon Miller birthday game against the Wizards. There we go. November 22nd. Oh. Somebody remind me. I was waiting to find one. I was going to keep going until I found one. All right. Remind me Brandon Miller's birthday is on November 22nd. What's he turning? Is that our day? Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Might even be 19. Yeah, that's next Wednesday. All right, cool. So somebody just set a reminder because we'll be on the show that day. All right. I'm done. I was playing yep. around with that. Sorry, guys. Okay, we'll keep moving on to the slate. We have – oh, I don't know why. It was. Oh, wait, that's definitely Celtics next game. week. Yeah, hold on. All right, there we go. We're back. How many games we got? Oh, yeah, we can get through these. Okay, Boston Celtics on the road. Going to play the Toronto Raptors. Celtics open up as a minus four and a half point favorite. Currently sitting at minus seven. That line's actually grown. I think that it is currently. Most Boston games are going to grow in favor of Boston. Realistically. All right. uh, Where is it at? It's at eight now on bet three, six, five, minus 110 odds. 224 is the total. Injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Boston Celtics. Chris Asporzingis is questionable. Jalen Brown is questionable with an illness. Chris Asporzingis has that knee injury that he's questionable with. Al Horford is probable with the toe injury. And uh, let's see, the Raptors, OG Anobi is doubtful. Gary Trent Jr. is probable. I mean, you have to think that there's a pretty decent possibility that Jalen Brown and Chris Asperzingas are back for this game because they missed the last game. Yeah. Uh, there might I'm be one going to Toronto. Toronto up, by the way. Yeah, probably so. I'm going to Toronto, but you're probably on the Celtics, I would think. It's really a difficult game to pick because Toronto without Ananobi and company were so bad against Milwaukee. They lost by 16. They got buried at home. A game before that, they should have lost to the Wizards at home. Game the before fact that they only lost by 16 is actually impressive. 
Yeah, they were down by like 20-something. It was, it was 30-something. It was bad. Uh, but they also played Boston about a week ago, and Boston killed them. They won by 23 in Boston. The, the problem that I have with the Celtics in the spot is you just beat the Sixers. You got revenge for a loss earlier this season in Philly, which is one of your biggest rivals in the Eastern Conference. Is this a letdown spot? It might be. It's a road game in Canada after you beat Philly in Philly. I just wonder if it's a bit of a letdown spot there. But the counterpoint, once again, is I don't think Toronto's that good. Especially yeah. than Anobi being injured. They can't guard anybody. So I think I'm going to lean Boston. But I really am not going to bet this game. I don't have much of an angle on Toronto. I thought I did earlier this year. But Ananobi being out has just made them kind of unbackable for me. I, I mm-hmm. can't really just have faith in that team. So I'm going to lean Boston, but I'm not going to bet it. Yeah. Yeah, it might. It really the same might just suck without OG. Like to yeah, be honest, they might. That, that's that why might I just can't really. Much. I want to make a letdown much. spot argument after beating Philly and Philly, but I can't with Toronto being this bad without an Anobi. Uh, Victor is back with another steals and blocks angle for Scotty Barnes in this game. He said Scotty Barnes steals and blocks. Let me pull. Well, where's? Oh, there it is. I like I like Barnes points, rebounds, and assists. That's, that's kind of my main lean for him in this game. Let's see here. Sky Barnes' last few games, steal, no block, five steals, zero blocks, one and one, two and four, three and three, zero, zero, two and one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And, and I mean, we've known that, you know, the PRA for Scotty Barnes was coming. That's kind of just how his profile fit yep. when he came into the league. And it was like, all right, when is he going to be that guy that can get pretty close to consistent triple doubles? And I think now, you know, that time has arrived for him, arrived for him especially helping run that offense. He had seven assists in that last game, four, four, seven, six, eight, five in this month. The numbers for the rebounding are there. He's averaging 9.6 on the season. He's 14th in the league in rebounding. I'm I'm with you. Scotty Martin's PRA, pretty easy play. I think this is a pretty nice Scotty Martin's game for him. All right. Let's see here. Total, uh, I don't think we talked about total 224. I, I'm going to lean over. Toronto, Ooh. that, and an OB actually can't guard anybody. Give me Toronto team zone under. Okay. Boston still's got number one defense. I can manage around scenes total under. All right. Orlando Magic. Deja vu. Orlando Magic on the road playing the Chicago Bulls. Bulls are a length two, two fifteen and a half is the total. They just played this game. When did they play this game? What was that? Wednesday? Yeah, like two days ago. Yeah, Wednesday. Where we handicapped this game in Orlando, one 96-94. Game went under 215.5. They covered two and a half. And they Before covered the, the first half. Report, just, just give out, yeah, just give out your, your play, your favorite yeah, play. First half, yeah, yeah, first half. I mean, Orlando Magic first half, nine and one on the season. Or is it ten and one on the season? Is that ten and one? Yeah, ten and one on the season. Why would I go away from it? There's no point. I'm we haven't lost yet, so well, we have lost, but I didn't bet it would have lost. So uh, I'm here. I'm with you. Orlando Magic, first half. Markel Fultz out for this Magic team. Wendell Carter Jr., you know, he's out. And for the Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan is questionable with personal reasons. Alice Caruso is probable. Dalen Terry's out. And there is actually a pretty good chance that DeMar DeRozan does not play in this game. 
for what reason do I have to take the Bulls in this spot? Besides, I guess, this being the back-to-back spot. But like, Well, the main argument would be that Chicago was so bad in the first half against Orlando, and it was still a tie game with two seconds left. Chicago did drastically outplay them in the second half, and you could also argue for the immediate revenge angle, like a split. You have um, an immediate two-game set. Usually you split those. Uh, Orlando's a team that is very good in the first half, as we've acknowledged several times on the show. They're really bad in the fourth quarter. Like, really, really bad in the fourth quarter. They can't close games. And Orlando's a team that I was somewhat high on entering the season. I kind of flipped on them. I was a low for the win total episode. Then I flipped and thought they'd actually be decent. They can't score. There's not a great offensive team. So I like the under in this game. I think it's going to be another ugly matchup. But the argument for Chicago would be these teams just played. Chicago no-showed the first half, made the game competitive. If Chicago puts together a better 48-minute effort, they should win. I don't know if I agree with that, but that's the argument that you can make for the Bulls. I can't say that they no-showed the first half because they had – I think it was a 10-point lead in that first half at one point. Who, the Bulls? Yes. I think they just got was, outright buried in the first. It half. was no, 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 because I I had a first I had the first half magic bet, and I remember uh, looking at the game, and I believe they got out ten early on. I think the they scored four magic. points in like the first seven minutes of the second quarter, and that's why they fell behind by a lot. Yeah, now that that's what I'm saying. So it's like it's not like that they weren't trying in that first half. They they got out in the first quarter, they got to a ten point lead, and then that's when the magic went on that run, went back, and in that second quarter, it was able to. Uh, to cash that first half bet for him, but I'm not giving this Chicago team any passes at all. This team is terrible. It's Orlando Magic first half. Maybe they come through and try to put it together in that second half and get a win, and they split this back-to-back set, but I'm not putting any money on it. I'm all over Orlando plus two, but of course, again, Orlando first half is the clear play here. I'm with you as well on the under 215 and a half. Anything else you got for this one? Not really. I'm going to lean to Orlando. I know I mentioned the arguments for Chicago, but I think this team sucks, so I'm not going to bother. Uh, Levine did get injured in that Magic game, and then mm-hmm. he's not on the injury report for this game, so that could be another reason why Chicago's favored. If Levine had played this, I, I don't really care. They wanted to run the second half without Levine. means nothing to me. Chicago's not very good. I like the under, though, in the game, but I'll lean to Orlando. Cole Anthony had that game, too. Cole Anthony. Shut up, Cole. All right, let's see here. We've got Denver Nuggets on the oh, road. For a prop, going. by the way, Boncaro assists. He's been very good with assists when Fultz has not played. Okay. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, all right, Boncaro assists. We have Denver Nuggets on the road playing the New Orleans Pelicans. Nuggets are a minus five-and-a-half point favorite. 225-and-a-half is the total here. Injury report for these two teams, and we have uh, Jamal Murray is still out with that hamstring. He's going to be out for a while. For the Pelicans, we have their extremely long list of Jose Alvarado, Larry Nance Jr., C.J. McCollum, and Trey Murphy. Uh, Najee Marshall, I believe, is back in the lineup. He did. He had like a 70-footer the other day. Yeah. So... So here's my dilemma. I was going to say, what I'm curious what argument you're going to make for New Orleans. No, New Orleans sucks, man. They're just, they're injured, like way too injured. Way too injured. They're suck. But Denver's also like one for three on the road. ATS. That's, 
and like those three losses are like what? <laughs> yeah. They didn't cover against Memphis. They didn't cover against some other bad teams. And then well, you said one the Rockets. Four, they, they lost outright to the Rockets. But they lost still. outright to the Rockets. Yeah, and that was a tournament game. So for everybody that says they're going to go play harder and make sure they don't lose these in season tournament games. Well, I think it was a tournament game. What was the 12th? Uh, the 12th was definitely... Wait, wait. Sunday. Never mind. Yeah, it was not a tournament game. It wasn't a tournament game. All right. No, the Clippers game was a tournament game. Oh, there we go. Either way, I don't I don't care. In-season tournament is kind of stupid. It's not stupid, but it's like... There's no difference. I think it's handicap. dumb. I don't, there's no difference in handicap. I'm handicapping these games the exact same, and they keep going the exact same way. Uh, Denver's 2-0 in the tournament. New Orleans one and one. I I mean, it's really hard for me. I'm not betting this game because I just I don't feel like I can trust Denver on the road. But I'm gonna take Denver because this New Orleans team, it's it's nobody going out there at this point. Like it doesn't even feel like they're even trying in a lot of these games sometimes. Honestly, Denver's been pissing me off lately because there's two separate games that they were the final leg of my parlay, and Reggie Jackson missed a couple free throws late and they ended up not covering by a hook. So Denver's yes. been really annoying to me. Uh, I I had a live bet on the Nuggets minus three and a half, and Reggie misses the free throws, and then there you go. They won by three. Uh, the wedgie didn't help from Paul George, but I do think for the sake of this matchup, I'm going to lean to Denver because nobody on New Orleans can guard Jokic. I mentioned this the first meeting. If you want to go Jokic PRA, Jokic RA, whatever you want, they can't stop him. It's a waste of time to even think of how they're going to try to guard him. I want to pull up the numbers, though, of how Jokic did in that first meeting against New Orleans because it's just funny. New Orleans was missing a bunch of guys, but Jokic in that game, let's start off with 35 points. So he had 35 points. He had uh, 14 rebounds and 12 assists. He had a triple-double in three quarters. They can't guard this guy. I'm not going to pick New Orleans to win if they can't cover the other team's best player. So I'll go with uh, Denver. I think Denver's going to win. I think they'll win probably by like eight. I think it'll be close. I think that uh, New Orleans will hang in there. But Jokic will get whatever he wants late, and they're going to win the game. So give me Denver minus the five. And I like the over. Do you have any thoughts on the total? This is their last strike if they don't cover this five. Okay. This is the last strike. I'm on Denver. This is the last strike if they don't cover the five. They really should. They really, even without Jamal Murray, they should really cover this. Do you agree right. with the over? Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm on over. Huh. All right. Yeah, that's about all I have for that one. You basically hit on the head. It's Jokic and nobody else for me, to be honest. Aaron right. Gordon, maybe. But I think that's basically it. Uh, you pushing me with that one. Okay. Suns on the road. Phoenix Suns going to play the Utah Jazz. Suns are laying five and a half. 237 is the total injury report here for these two teams. And we have for the Phoenix Suns. Bradley Beal is doubtful. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Surprising. I hate this damn team. Not even because of like the talent. They just, 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 can you guys play a game together at this point? Like, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. So Bradley Beal not playing again. I mean, this is. This is Brooklyn all over again. Devin Booker is probable. You have Judy Banks, who is probable. And for the Utah Jazz, you just have Walker Kessler on IR. So pretty healthy for the Utah Jazz here. 
This is such a Utah spot from last year. I know. Like, I know. I know. This is a last year. We last year it would have been no doubt hammer Utah in this spot. But there's a possibility that they actually might get ran out of the gym. Yeah. Shout out to the Suns though for having a great game against Minnesota. Minnesota was on a back to back, but you still smacked yeah. them. So impressive showing there. Definitely, especially I thought we were golden when Bill was out late. I thought we were golden with that Minnesota plus six. Oh, closing. We got closing line value. Everything mm. didn't matter. <sighs> Come on, Scott. Talk me into Utah. Like, talk me into Utah. Make me take Utah here. I think I am going to take Utah. Why? Why would you take Utah? I, I just think, once again, they're a team that's still pretty good at home. They're three and two straight up at home compared to them being one and five on the road. The Suns are five and six straight up. They're uh, three and two on the road. But I don't know. This line just feels too short based on how bad Utah's been. I feel like if you're looking at the Suns coming off of a win, a dominant win against the best defense in the league or a top two defense in the league, you'd assume Phoenix is at least going to be seven and a half, right? I mean, against Minnesota who ended up beating Boston. They had a, g- a couple good wins for the for them, and you drop 133 on your on their heads, and you're only laying five and a half? It just feels a bit trappy to me. I'm going to lean to Utah. <clears throat> I got to take a stand somewhere. I think this is a decent spot. Now, if Utah loses, then we can talk about never taking him again. But for, for right now, five and a half seems like it's just daring you to take Phoenix, and I think that it's a little bit baitish. So I'm I'm gonna go with Utah. I think this has a little bit to do with the fact that Utah's won two straight. Even though it was against Memphis and Portland, they won two straight. I think that has a little bit to do with this and why this line isn't where it probably should be. Yeah. But I'm taking the Suns, man. I can't. This Utah team is really bad, man. I, they're really bad. I, I have to figure Well, I didn't say they were good. I'll just acknowledge the spot and hopefully they turn the clocks back to last year. Yeah, I I, w- I would love to see it. I promise you, I would love to see it. But I, I just don't think so. I can't get there today. We have Utah, who's actually two and zero in the end season tournament, and the Phoenix Suns, who are zero and one. So Utah, a commanding three zero. I think that puts you in the next stage. I don't know I about the rest went- of their. Let I, me look I, that I don't up. Know about the rest of their group, but so far so good. I mean, I mean it's the Lakers. Nobody. The Lakers are 2-0, they're 2-0, then you have Portland at 1-1, you have Phoenix at 0-1, and you have Memphis at 0-3. So if, if Utah wins, since Phoenix to 0-2, and they're 3-0, I gotta go, I gotta go look up. I gotta look it up. But I think I think 3-0 basically guarantees that you make it to the next round. It Almost should. positive. Yeah, if, if that if it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like that basically makes sense. I can guarantee you, you the, the Suns round. do not give a damn about this tournament. Uh, they yeah. could hey, not Nick, care less. <laughs> Nick, Nick's pointing out where I was like, Scott, talk me in. Is it taking Utah? Scott's like, I'm gonna take Utah. Why? <laughs> because I didn't I didn't think he would. I really didn't think he would. All right. Um okay. Next game on the slate. Los Angeles Lakers on the road playing the Portland Trailblazers. Lakers are laying eight and a half. Two twenty-three and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Lakers. LeBron James is questionable. Anthony Davis is probable. And for the Trailblazers, you have Malcolm Brogdon out. And then, you know, their injuries scoot Anthony Simons out for a while. 
I mean, do you trust this Lakers team to cover eight and a half against anybody? On the road, not really, but I think Portland is one of the only teams that might consider it because Portland is that bad. I took Cleveland laying 10 against this Portland team like a week ago, and they covered. Now, Anthony Davis killed me. I had the final, he was the final pick in a parlay. I had him 12 plus rebounds, and he no showed that game against Sacramento. But it's a perfect game for him to bounce back for because he's against Dayton. And Aiton, we know, is afraid to go up for rebounds. So I think that AD bounces back. LeBron, I don't know if he's going to play in this game. I think he will. I don't know how much he's going to play. Very solid stat padding for him in that fourth quarter against the Kings. So nice <laughs> triple there. Uh, the stat padding was generational in that game. I think in the fourth quarter, he had seven points, four rebounds, five assists. And they were down like 30 for most of, the, of that quarter. They cut it to nine, though. So shout out to them. They did make a bit of a run before they got blown out in the end. But it definitely was some stat padding. But I'm going to lean to the Lakers to cover the first half. The full game is a bit iffy for me because I really don't trust this team's effort level. Actually, you know what? No, I got to do it the opposite. I got to go Portland first half, and I got to go Lakers to potentially cover the live line. That's got to be a nice nice price. I had to remember. Uh, that the Lakers are still the worst first quarter team of all time. So I'm going to lean Portland early in this game, but that's basically it. Without Brogdon, I know Mates had good assist numbers, but this team just can't win games. They're bad. Uh, so I think I'll go with Portland on principle first quarter plus the points. That's basically it. I don't have much in this game. The Lakers aren't very good, but they are better than Portland. But they're on the road. You know I don't like them on the road. But I have to at least point out that this Lakers team, once again, is so bad in the first half of games, and they wake up in the second half. So I'll use that as my main plan of attack. I'll wait, get a better line at halftime maybe, and I'll take the Lakers in the second half. All right. Oh. All right, so let's see here. I can get a first half Portland plus – let's see here – it's going to be a good price. Yeah. All right. So you want money line? You want that? You just want the money line for the first half, or you want the. Well, I just, I just wanted Portland plus the points in the first quarter. All right. Portland plus the points in the first quarter. That is plus two and a half at minus 105. They're getting two and a half against the worst first quarter team in the entire league. I, I got to be tempted by that on principle. And then we'll take the Lakers for the spread. Either yeah, the spread or the live spread at that point in time. Okay. All right. Well, if you, you want to, you know, be proactive and get this in early, we can go. What is Portland halftime Lakers full time? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll try to pull that up. All right. First quarter, because I have the same game parlay this first quarter bet. First quarter plus two and a half, and then we'll go game line, Lakers minus eight and a half. Let's just say they just straight up blow it. That's plus 380. Take away the eight and a half and just do money line, and that is plus 182. And then you could find a live line or something like that later. Okay, I found halftime full-time, though. Uh, Portland halftime, Lakers full-time is five to one. I was kind of hoping it'd be bigger, but it is what it is. It's a decent price. Yeah, it's fine. I think that 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 first quarter full game bet is the one I like the most. Portland can play good for a quarter. Yeah. Those All right, I guess the Lakers are really bad in the first quarter. 
I guess we're laying eight and a half with the Lakers, but I don't like it. I'm not betting it. Yep. Two twenty-three and a half is total. Over. I'm gonna lean over two, but it's not I don't feel great about it, you know, but I'll lean it that way. It's a lot of bad teams in the NBA. Yeah. All right. Houston Rockets are on the road going to play the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers are laying seven and a half at home. Two nineteen is the total in this one. I see it in some spots. Yikes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Mason Plumlee and Brandon Boston on IR for the Clippers. We have Eamon Thompson and Victor Oladipo, who still has not put on the jersey uh, in for Houston. That are no, not in, but on IR for Houston. So I'm not laying this number with the Clippers. Of course not. They haven't won a game yet with James Harden. Yeah, they looked better against Denver, but Ty Lue is going to do Ty Lue things in the fourth quarter, and they choke the game away. I mean, like, I guess the mindset is the, you know, what they put out into the air. I think Chris Haynes reported it first. Uh, talking about how Russ went and asked to come off the bench so that they could find some continuity. That's actually ruining continuity. You moving from the starting unit to the bench unit. Like, now if anyone you're, you're, should move out of the starting lineup, it's James Harden. 100%. But it's like, what continuity are you getting? Because now you're taking the lineup that you've been using and you're changing it, which is the not continuity. So that's what threw me off when they said, oh, yeah, we want to build continuity. Well, keep the same lineup and figure it out. But all right. I mean, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. They're not handling this James Harden situation right at all. At all. Whatsoever. They traded actually for him. That's it. the situation. They traded for him. It's probably going to cost Ty Lewis' job. I think it's, I, I don't think he's a good coach. I've said this for years. I think yeah, Ty Lewis no, was overrated coaches in the league. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, but I, I think that this is going to be like they're going to blame Ty Lue for why this isn't working, and then they're going to bring some other guy in, and then that guy is going to tell them, "Yes, yeah, James, guys, <laughs> it's James." Can I take a Excuse wild me, card me. guess that uh, Doc Rivers's name is going to be circulating in the coaching search? <laughs> Just to return to the Clippers, he's not going to get the no job. Way. But his his name's no going to be in, his, his name's going to be in the hat. That's no my way. that's my hot take. No They'll bring way. him in for one interview, and we'll see what happens. That's my hot that's my hot take for the for the Clippers' upcoming coaching search. That is insane. All right, I feel like Houston plus eight is a lot. I'm not taking the Clippers. I said this two weeks ago. Until the Clippers cover a spread, forget about what or even win a game with James Harden. I'm not going to back the Clippers. And guess what? We're still doing it because they have not covered a spread and they have not won a game since he got there. Rockets are good. You can argue that their advanced metrics tell uh, suggest that they are a little bit overrated and they're due for some regression. Mm. I don't even care. The Clippers suck. The team's not going to make the playoffs. They're bad. They're really, really bad. I'll take the Rockets. At least they try on both ends. I can't say the same about the Clippers. I'm not going to say too much on the Clippers because I do have a future for them to miss the playoffs. So I don't want to jinx it. But can I ask what price you got on that? Uh, let me go back. I saw they were at like 120 the other day. Give me a second. I got it down here. Uh, you probably got like somewhere in the two to one range if I had to guess. I have, uh, yeah, two to one. Okay. I have, <laughs> so I have two missed playoff bets. I have Minnesota at plus 120. <laughs> okay, well, that, all right. 
Okay. One out of two ain't bad. <laughs> so I have Minnesota at plus 120, and I have the Clippers at two to one. So, okay. I mean, at least the <laughs> – Yeah. All right, let's 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 watch and see how those go. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's Houston plus eight Houston money line here. I mean, it would be so Houston if they won this game. It, the only thing I'm concerned of is Houston is a public dog. I think that's the only thing I'm concerned about Houston being a public dog, and that's actually really nasty because when when should Houston ever be seven and three on the season? Only when the hell should only the Clippers fear. be laying eight points? Right. You're 100% right. And again, I'm with you. I'm on Houston. But I'm just saying, if we're playing devil's advocate and you say you're on the Clippers, the logic is Houston should never be 7-3. and three, Ever. And my <laughs> counterpoint would be I'm up so many units fading the James Harden Clippers, I can afford to waste a unit if they end up burning me. Yep, I agree. All right. Let's go ahead and close things out here. Lock. Dog, let's go ahead and throw out an underdog lineup and in the show here for my lock. <sighs> Nothing good ever comes when I lock up the Knicks, so I'm not going to do that. Man, I really, really want to lock up the Suns. I really do. It's a few dogs on the slate that I really like, too. Wow, I didn't even realize that. All right. I didn't so, find the dogs that I liked on the money line. A lot of the dogs that I liked were spread related. Mm. Like Detroit, for example. I don't see them winning the game, but I think they'll keep it close. Let's go with – let's lock up Phoenix, minus five and a half. This Utah team sucks. They've won two in a row. I think this is a very good letdown spot coming back home. Or And if, plus Phoenix is four and one ATS on the road. Like They're pretty good. They're a pretty solid road team. So let's go ahead and back Phoenix, minus five. And – Give me Charlotte on the money line plus two forty. Let's go. This Charlotte team five and five last ten against this Bucks team who won a championship during that span. <laughs> Give me the Charlotte Hornets at plus two forty to get it done. I may pull up to this game tonight with the game time app. Make sure you download that game time app. Lowest uh, last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Scott, over to you. All right. Uh, so for my lock, I got to do it. Give me Houston plus the eight. This line is bullshit. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there. This line's a bunch of garbage. Yeah, give me the give me the Rockets plus eight. I don't know what the hell we're doing here. Uh, you're assuming the Clippers are gonna be able to not only win a game but win by margin. Good luck with that one. I think Udoka gets his team up for it. I think the Clippers. We're talking about teams that care that might not care. I think the Clippers actually do care because they have to eventually get this whole <laughs> marriage to work. But they're winless. Like, they're not gonna make it to the next round. But I am going to go with the Rockets plus the eight. This is a line is a bunch of nonsense. If once again, until the Clippers cover a spread, let alone win a game with James Harden, I'm going to keep fading him. So give me the Rockets to get the job done uh, in this spot plus the eight. Of course, spring call the money line, but that'll be my lock for my dog. I've had a couple of angles to go to, but I think I'm going to go with an angle that I truly like. I'm going to go with an alternative team total in this one. I'm trying to pull up the best line that I could find. The Kings default team totals 122 and a half. Give me 127 and a half at plus 170. I think they're going to score 130. So I'm going to go with the Kings to have an offensive masterclass. They scored 130 against the Lakers. The Spurs mm-hmm. cannot guard anybody. Give me the Kings to go off. Give me 127 and a half at plus 170. All right. Chat asked for a little for a parlay. I think they're trying to build one on their own. 
uh, I say we we gotta throw. If we were to build a parlay, I would throw both of our locks in there because I trust us. And if you want to do a round robin parlay tonight, I don't mind Rockets money one in there. Okay, obviously we can make that too. So we got Rockets, Suns, Knicks. Do you want to skip the underdog and just do a uh, round robin? Uh, yeah, we can do that. That's fine. So Rock, Rockets, Suns, Knicks, and should we throw the oh, I thought you there? wanted a dog type of round robin. No, I mean I'm. This is just a regular parlay, but we can do a, a money line round robin as well. I was okay. just. Let's see here. I'm gonna build something disgusting in the process. So let me just see what I can get here. Let's um, see. I feel good about the Pistons. Let's add the Pistons in there. Okay. I think I they're gonna lose, but I think the line's too big, so I can get behind yeah. it. Yeah. So four leg parlay, twelve to one. Well, twelve twenty eight on bet three six five. Rockets plus seven and a half. Suns minus five and a half. Knicks minus seven. Pistons plus nine. Yeah, that feels good. All right, money line round robin. I mean, Rockets, of course, has to go in there. I feel like we have to put Charlotte in there. So both okay. of our dogs. Well, that's not your dog, but. Uh, I mean, I mean, who's, I, I'm who's, I'm building one that's disgusting, but who has more? Who, who has more chance of actually blowing the game, the Lakers or the Cavs? Who has a better chance of blowing the game? I think personally, Cleveland does. All right, then let's go with Rockets, Hornets, Pistons money line round robin parlay plays pays forty four to one. Yeah, if you wanted uh, my initial version of the round robin, I had the Rockets money line, the Trailblazers first half money line, and I threw in Jazz for now, but you can negotiate what you want for the third pick. If you include the Jazz, that three picks around 27 to 1. Hmm. All right. There we go. We got y'all got a couple parlays out of us today. It was a it was a very hey Friday's parlays. Forgot about that. Friday's parlays. You got a few out of us today. All right. Other than that, Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, once again, you got tournament games, so expect some weird looking courts. And we'll back next week. Reminder: we got the NFL show right after this. Yes, we are. We're about to go. Yeah, we kind of going a little late here. So we're about to go over and slide over to the NFL show and record the afternoon game slate there. You can all join us there, all 53 of you. I doubt any of you will join, but you may potentially. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcast. Just going to end like this. We are out of here. Basketball, get it.